Courtney White of North Georgetown Elementary School is the Indian River School District's Teacher of the Year for 2018-2019. The announcement was made at the district's annual Teacher of the Year celebration on April 26th at Indian River High School. White, a third grade teacher, was chosen as the overall winner from a pool of 16 candidates, one from each district school. I'm Dave Mall, and I recently had the pleasure of sitting down with Courtney to discuss her Teacher of the Year Award, her philosophy on classroom instruction, and her interesting journey to becoming a decorated teacher. This is the IRSD Spotlight. characters in this story to help us with our math lesson today and their situation. So I'm going to just take a few minutes to go ahead and reread our story. Meanwhile, I know we're in math class, but let's just think about what we've been learning and reading. That's the sound of Courtney White working her magic inside her third grade classroom at North Georgetown Elementary School. I'm pleased to be in that classroom right now and to be joined by Courtney, who is the Indian River School District's 2018-2019 Teacher of the Year. Courtney, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for coming in. Can you put into words your reaction to being named IRSD Teacher of the Year? I'll have to tell you, it's really hard to put into words. It was such an exciting moment and really, truly unbelievable um, I've had the opportunity over the past few days to see some of the pictures that have been posted and I really think the photographer did an amazing job kind of um, getting a, a picture of what was occurring at that time and I look back at it and I really was um, amazed and blown away because I was surrounded by so many great teachers. We watched video after video of talented educators within our district and I saw that talent that I was surrounded by and I truly didn't think it could be me mm -hmm. because we just have so many fantastic educators in our schools. But when it happened, um, I was just absolutely amazed. And to be surrounded by the people that I work with that came out to support me and my family um, and friends, it was an amazing, amazing moment. So even though you were you were one of three finalists for the war, for the award, yes. it still it still came as a pretty big surprise. Then it did because the other finalists, again, so talented and um, doing such great things with kids. But yes, I was I was very much surprised, and there was no <laughs> part of me that was expecting to be the one that was up on the stage. The North Georgetown cheering section was very bo boisterous that night yeah. uh, uh, at the at the ceremony. Um, how did it make you feel to get that kind of support from your colleagues? It explains who we are at North Georgetown Elementary School because I didn't ask anyone to attend. I know how busy my colleagues are and my friends are at the school, 
because they have full lives, full families, they're busy with work. And when I walked in there to see so many teachers come out to support me, it just made me feel so good. But they're supportive in every way. And it wasn't just that night. But when I was invited to come join North Georgetown Elementary School a couple of years ago, before I even came into the building and saw my classroom, one of my colleagues, Bethany Flood, contacted me and said, hey, you're joining the team. How about I come over to your house and go through material with you and show what you what it is that we do? So they are constantly supporting you and supporting each other. And that's why I'm so proud to be a part of this, this team. I want to read you something that was written by your school's principal, Heather mm-hmm. Kramer. Uh, There are many great educators in the Indian River School District that are more than worthy of this honor, but I have met few educators as passionate as Mrs. White. Mm -hmm. The classroom environment she has created is one that I wish my own child could have experienced. And I find that last sentence particularly meaningful. Um, How does it make you feel when you hear that? Oh gosh, it's 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 so kind and um, it makes me feel really good because that is what I'm striving to do every year and every day truly is just to make an environment that the students feel comfortable and they feel safe and they're ready to take academic risks. So to hear a leader like Heather Kramer um, say something like that, it, it makes me feel like I'm achieving my goal like I am providing that for the 21st students that are in my classroom every day. Now, anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that I'm fascinated by how people become teachers. Mm -hmm. And I find your journey interesting because your undergraduate degree was actually in political science. So can you talk a little bit about your journey into the teaching profession? Absolutely. You know, like so many 18-year-olds, when they come out of high school, they realize that there are so many possibilities out there. And one of the areas of focus was to become a teacher. And I received my associate's degree at NASA Community College in New York. And when I finished my associates, I was so excited about all the different things that I was learning that I decided to change my major for when I transferred on to my four-year school, which um, is Goucher Community College, or Goucher College. And when I went to Goucher, I was so excited by the being so close to Washington, D.C. and to have the opportunity to have guest lecturers come in and learn about what is happening in our nation's capital and the history of it, I, I just had to go through political science. But while I was there, um, one of my mentors really encouraged me to um, work on the fundraising aspect of politics in the area. So I got a certification in uh, fundraising and development which allowed me to then work at another college when I graduated, College of Notre Dame. And my job was to help with their annual fund campaign and work on grants. And my favorite part of that job was getting back and working with the students that were on campus, helping them reach their goals, helping them to learn things about the college. So I guess I have a hard time keeping myself kind of still because I decided to start taking classes again towards education and that allowed me to um, start to focus on working with students again but younger ones. So we were in Baltimore at that time and 
when I was finishing up our my degree, decided to come to the Eastern Shore with my husband. And um, that was when we had the opportunity, well, I had the opportunity to start teaching. So it was definitely not a straight path. Yeah. Um, but I love to learn. And my excitement for learning took me a few different places, but it ended up bringing me to a place where I could help others. Is it almost something love. that is it almost something that you feel kind of comes natural to you? It sounds like you took to it immediately. <laughs> yes, it, you know it, it does. It does come natural to me, as far as being with kids and helping them um, to meet their goals. But I also am a lifelong learner, and I love to learn. So one of my favorite aspects of teaching is learning from my colleagues and learning about new ideas, new approaches, and how help it's to how to best help kids. Now you were a elementary and middle school teacher in the Seaford district actually yes. for 13 years uh, before you came to North Georgetown in 2016. And you were actually the Seaford District's Teacher of the Year in 2010-2011. So this isn't the first time you've been honored for your teaching skills. How how was it the first time around, wow. even though it was in another district? Yes, it was extremely exciting um, to represent Seaford as well as uh, District Teacher of the Year. It, what a, an amazing year I had that year, having a chance to, uh, again, network with individuals throughout the state and to... Um, meet with politicians and get to uh, talk about best practices. Uh, I wish every teacher had the opportunity to go through an experience like that and, and just get recognized in, in different ways. I love teaching in Seaford. It was a great place, great individuals that teach there and the students and the families were wonderful as well. But I guess it's safe to say you've enjoyed your time here at mm. North Georgetown. You've already touched on that a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. I've, I have found my home. There is no doubt about it. This community, um, anyone that's had the opportunity to come in and to North Georgetown Elementary School and work with the kids, maybe as a substitute, maybe as a volunteer or as a teacher, or work with the families, you know what a special community it is. And that goes through for the whole district. Over the past two years, I've had the, the opportunity to work on different projects with different educators throughout the district or different specialists um, like Jillian and Melissa. And everyone here in, at Indian River School District, they're just so helpful and they're willing to work with you and share great ideas. And um, it's just, it's a fantastic place to be. Well, Jamie, I think it's okay to try some things out because you know, this has happened in our class, right? That you guys have found things that I haven't thought of yet. So it's okay for her and for you two to be creative, to try things, but if it doesn't work, then you move on. I wanna to touch on a couple of things that were in your Teacher of the Year portfolio mm -hmm. that I kind of found interesting. Uh, you mentioned that Courtney White, the student, <laughs> uh, was not a confident, growth-minded person who was excited about school. Uh, you say that Courtney, the student, needed a guide to help her believe in the power of, quote, not yet, and feel the comfort of a place that valued mistakes as learning mm -hmm. opportunities. You further state that Courtney, the teacher, strives to be that guide for her students and help them achieve beyond what they thought was possible. Can you talk a little more about your journey from maybe a struggling student to a decorated teacher? <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I 
as a student really had a difficult time in the classroom and it's I think something that has helped me to reach my students and help them to achieve their goals. When I have a struggling student in the classroom that has difficulty reading or has the challenges in an aspect of math, I can very confidently say to them that I had a, a problem too with it. I had a challenge as well and I know that it seems like you are struggling right now but we can find a way to get you to uh, overcome this challenge. I know that the challenges that I had in my classroom as a student sitting at that desk doing skill and drill <laughs> um, has made me look at education in a different way. I also believe that it allows me to talk very openly with the families and that I work with because sometimes those families and those students just feel like they're hitting a wall time and time again and maybe they just feel like at some point that they're just not good at school or they're not good at that subject. But the truth is their brain is just like a muscle and the more they use it, the more they exercise it, the more they explore different pathways, it's going to grow. And it's so exciting to be able to bring that message to the kids and to their families because sometimes they don't know that that's a possibility. And as a student, I didn't realize that was a possibility either until I found that one teacher in high school that opened the doors for me, that showed me the possibilities that, yeah, you might not be getting it right now, but you can. And here are some different ways we can do it. You kind of speak from experience on that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, your portfolio also mentions how you empower students to take on the role of teacher themselves mm -hmm. while you sort of become a facilitator. Um, and this is reflected in a quote from one of your colleagues. Uh, in Mrs. White's class, she does not hold the answers the students do. It is evident that the students are expected to make mistakes in order to learn and grow. Can you talk a little bit more about that philosophy? Absolutely. Um, my, my students need to understand that mistakes are going to happen. We, we make them time and time again, including the adults that are in their <laughs> lives. I think the best part of learning from your mistakes and that philosophy is teaching the students to look for the mistakes. Knowing that, hey, we make mistakes all the time, so don't just do the work and move on. Do the work, check for what you've done, check your questions, have I answered it? Have I done it correctly? Let me do it another two ways and check my work. Um, making those mistakes help us to grow. And I like to tell them when they make those mistakes and they catch them, their brain's growing twice because they're sitting there thinking, oh gosh, I, I did something wrong, and then finding um, a better way to do it. So our, our students um, are very excited about that, and they are excited about being the teachers. Yesterday, I um, introduced a specific math problem, and we were looking at equivalent fractions, a, num um, a number line verse 
um, a mathematical model. And the third graders in my class started to have that discussion. And their collaboration, it still blows my mind. It gives me goosebumps when I see it happen because they start to respectfully agree with each other or respectfully disagree and tell why. And they feel very comfortable to say, okay, can I get up and go to the board? And they go over and they manipulate the model, they draw on it, they share. And for those students that don't understand it, they're finding their voice to say, can you explain it to me in a different way? And they bring it back to the original student that's talking. And then that student, tries to find another way or maybe they have to go to someone else in the class to ask for help. It almost becomes like a tennis match or a ping pong match where they're the ones that are teaching and they're the ones that are learning and I'm there just to guide as they need help with their models and their conversations. And I guess that's a process where a lot of learning occurs actually during that give and take. Absolutely. And meanwhile, the rest of the students are actively listening because they're using silent hand gestures to explain if they agree or disagree. So they're a part of that conversation even though one, two, or five are leading the discussion. You mentioned that one of the challenges facing facing education today is preparing students for a world that does not yet exist. I found that very interesting. Um, and you said to do this requires something called a hidden curriculum. Mm-hmm. Now, what is a, a hidden curriculum and why is it important? Um, I think the hidden curriculum to me is all about, again, it's about how to teach students to collaborate and to be critical thinkers how to give them a a, a situation or a problem and allow them to work through it. To give them that flexibility to figure out how their strengths can help them to solve a problem and how the strengths of their classmates can help them. Because we really are a collaborative group in this classroom And as they move forward in other classrooms, they're going to have groups that they can depend on and then when they go into the workforce. So really helping them to identify how their strengths can help themselves, but also how it can help others. And as they move forward, how that respectful talk and that conversation can help to drive success. So, in a way, those skills will apply to whatever challenges they may face 10, 20 years from now, but they still have that set of skills that allows them to to deal with those challenges and that type of thing. Absolutely. Um, I started focusing on this in my math class um, because I felt like it just really lended to the math curriculum, but it didn't take much time for it to evolve into that conversation in every subject area and in everything that we were doing in the classroom. Um, And my hope is that, again, whatever they decide their career is going to be their pathway, that through these kinds of discussions and the things that they're learning in all of North Georgetown Elementary School and the Indian River School District is going to help them find success. This year you implemented a video conferencing Mm -hmm. initiative with a third grade teacher at another district school uh, to allow students in in both classes to experience what is called blended learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that project because it sounds really interesting. It was so exciting. Um, Melissa Bliley had come in and we talked a little bit about how to 
um, seamlessly integrate technology within what we were already doing. Uh, I have a master's degree in applied technology. I love using it. I feel that it's engaging and motivating for our students. I don't want to use it for just something um, to excite them, but it needs to be something that a paper and pencil can't help them accomplish. So Melissa and I were talking about possibilities, and she connected me with a teacher at Phillips Shell Elementary School, and we decided to take our reading curriculum and our, our latest essential question that went along with our unit and pose it to the students. We gave them a little bit of background ahead of time uh, the week prior in their small group time and their individual reading time to just get a little bit of background. But then we posed that question to them, gave them some time to write about it and give, of course, evidence to back it up. We always want to support with all the different skills that we're learning in our reading classroom. And then gave them the chance to videotape and put it up on this website, which allowed them to log on through Schoology, watch each other, and then use emojis to respond. It was such an amazing experience. I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew the direction we needed to go, but it was the students' excitement and motivation that really made it such a success. They were the ones videotaping themselves. They were the ones posting it up there. And then during different pockets of time, use, using Schoology, they were able to go on and respond. And then a whole project stemmed off of that. Yeah. Um, but it's that virtual classroom that we were able to create through Schoology that allowed us to connect these two classrooms, these two groups of students that in other cases may not have had a chance to discuss this subject matter. Um, and we're talking and, two schools that are about 30 miles apart. Yeah, <laughs> 30 miles apart and to, and to be excited. And you start to see the personalities come out yeah. of the students and they'd be like, hey guys, and you know, in this class and how are you doing? And they'd, they'd sign out with their own little flares, but it was it was wonderful. What aspect of teaching do you enjoy the most or find the most rewarding? I love it all. <laughs> I, I really do. I love a lot of it. I love working with colleagues. And when I say colleagues, I mean colleagues in my building, but in my district, across the state. I've had the opportunity to work on Delaware's dream team in the past where there were teachers all throughout Delaware that came together and shared best practices. I, I love, have loved having student teachers come into my classroom um, and share the great things that are hap that's happening in education, but also to learn from those student teachers because they're coming in with new ideas. I love watching the light bulbs go off with these kids when they get to do something new and interesting or something that they've had a difficult time with maybe for a week or maybe it's something that they've had a difficult time with for a year and they get it. It's it's so exciting to have leaders like I do, um, Heather Kramer and Sam Lohe, to be able to work with them and to have encouragement and support. It's just, it's a great place to be. Um, it's a great district to be in, but 
career-wise, it's it's a place that supports a community and gets community mm-hmm. support. Now, I understand that that you start every school year by reading a book by Coach John Wooden, mm-hmm. who is the UCLA basketball coach. Uh, what is the name of the book, and, and why do you read it every year? Um, it is called Pyramid of Success, Inch and Miles Pyramid of Success. And I read it every year because it has these two main characters and their professor, which of course is an owl. So it really, it you know, for elementary students, it brings them into that imaginary world and says, what is success? And it, it, it allows that conversation to start. And of course they start with, well, it's trophies, it's winning a game. And, and it allows myself um, and my students to start to explore success doesn't necessarily have to be those awards. It doesn't have to be getting a hundred on a test. It can be success getting, um, working collaboratively, working as a family, having team spirit, having motivation. And it talks about the little different parts of the pyramid that can help an individual just be their personal best. And I think that's the most important thing because as a student, my personal best was very different than the person that was sitting next to me. And I know that the personal best of each of my students is different. So if we can, in the beginning of the year, say that these eight ideas are gonna help us find our personal best, then we can start to use those to make our decisions throughout our day. And we can use those to help us build each other up so that we can do the best and be the best that we possibly can be. So basically, it gets you fired up for the school year. Oh, yes. (laughs) It really does. And it gets the kids using some great vocabulary and terms to say, hey, we need to be more enthusiastic about this. So it's nice. Well, as the district's teacher of the year, uh, as you know, you're now eligible for the state teacher of the year award, and that will be announced in October. Uh, I want to wish you luck in that competition, and I know that you will represent our school district very proudly. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Thank you so much. I am so excited. I really plan on going on up there to Dover and making Indian River School District proud. I'm going to do everything I can to be up there and share the great things that are happening with all the people that I have the opportunity to meet. So I'm excited for the next step. Um, And thank you to everyone for all the support that you've given me and social media on that specific day and moving forward. So thank you. Well, Courtney, congratulations again, and thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for coming. (laughs) Before we sign off, I'd like to recognize the Teacher of the Year winners from each of our schools. They were Mallory Anderson, Selbyville Middle School, finalist Dara Calloway of East Millsboro Elementary School, Catherine Curl, the Georgetown Kindergarten Center, Corinne Elliott of the Howard T. Ennis School, Lori Hansen, Long Neck Elementary School, Sue Kiefer, G.W. Carver Academy, Nikel Lobo, Southern Delaware School of the Arts, Joseph Macaluso, Sussex Central High School, Nate Moeller, Indian River High School, Brian Murphy, Georgetown Middle School, Kelly Namorado, Philip C. Shaw Elementary School, Christine Purcell, Georgetown Elementary School, finalist Robert Seiford, Millsboro Middle School, Jenna Truitt, Lord Baltimore Elementary School, and Michelle Truitt, 
John M. Clayton Elementary School. Congratulations to all of these gifted teachers. Photos from the district's Teacher of the Year celebration are available on the Indian River School District Facebook page. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.